When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome, everyone, to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove, and with me, as always, is the super producer. Greetings. I believe, it, I believe you do have your shirt on tonight. Yes? Greetings, everybody. And yes, you're Shane. Not, you're not. <laughs> I, I got my well, pants on, too, if you really need to know. <laughs> oh, we don't need to know that. We don't need to know that. It's Actually, a family it's show. A it's a family show. Actually, I'm kind of disappointed that you got your pants on. I got to be honest with you. I mean, I gotta be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, hey, everybody. We just want to remind before we get started with the show. Um, if you've got a story and a good one, because every story is a good one, get a hold of us at From the Shadows Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, from the shadows podcast.com. Go to our uh, go to our website. Send you know, get a hold of us. Find me on Instagram, Shane Grove Author. Find me on Facebook. Don't bother finding Jason because he won't. He's too busy. He's already told us <laughs> before we started. He's too busy. But but yeah, get a hold of us. Um, we've been getting lots and lots of great eyewitness reports, and uh, we love we love having eyewitnesses on the show. But sometimes we have celebrities on the show and not just eyewitnesses right, right. And, to, and tonight and tonight jason um i think that that's how we could label this we we have a, a celebrity from the other side of the world joining us um she comes to us from our good friend brent thomas from the paranormal portal he he sent me a message he said hey have you ever had had you know Sarah on the show, or I'm like, well, no, we haven't had her on the show. We're not that high class of a show. <laughs> so he goes, well, if you want a class to join up, you better get, you know, I'll introduce you. And um, so joining us to talk about the Yowie, and for those of you who do not know what the Yowie is, you're going to find out. And I think some other paranormal stuff from from the land down under, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's Australia. Uh, is the celebrity get our celebrity guest, Sarah Bignell. Sarah, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, welcome, uh, celebrity Sarah. Celebrity in your presence right now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and Love I, and that I, accent, I, too. <laughs> are, you ta- are you talking to me, Jason, or are you talking, talking to Sarah? You know, I'm going to let you figure that one out on your own. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, before, and, before, and before we get started... Um, I do want to add to everybody that's listening, um, no matter, no matter what you think of the interview afterwards, if you think Sarah's terrible, great, whatever, (laughs) at least go check out her podcast, (laughs) Yowie Central, because it has the best theme song of any pod. And that includes ours, which I happen to be a co-writer on. I still beats ours. I, I have to say, it's kind of a a mic drop drop moment for Sarah right there. She she's got everybody beat. 
So yeah, it's the, the most brilliant song by Harry Grip, uh, and it's just it's the best Sasquatch song out there. Yeah. I couldn't find anything on Bigfoot, on Yowie, on Sasquatch, or anything else around the world. I couldn't find anything better than that that song. And Harry Grip very kindly uh, said, "I wrote to him and said, can I use it?'" And he was, "Yeah, go for it." So I was pretty lucky actually that nobody had had snapped it up before I got there. Uh, I can't I can't believe it. It made me feel like very happy i get i mean if you can if a lyric can say looking for someone to disembowel and it makes <laughs> you feel happy that is that is the song right there that i believe the our lord blood right out of your spine yeah, yeah our, our loyal listening audience will go check this out believe me i am sure <laughs> i should say our loyal growing listening audience yes <laughs> oh jeez oh, Hopefully you'll get some Australian people checking you out as well now. I I'll hope so. Yeah. Start promoting you guys on my channel. So yes, absolutely. Can- Appreciate that. Uh-huh. And and I, I love the accent. They they can just drop a line if they want to. That's that's cool. We'll get them on there just to talk. <laughs> say hey, what's going on in your life today? <laughs> boy, oh boy, Jason, this is going to turn into something else real quick here. You know, we're like, we're right here. <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> I don't have an accent. You're the ones with the accent. That is true. There, it's there all go. about perspective. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, well, Sarah, well, Sarah, tell our tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do down there in Australia. So I do I do two things. I do my own show called Yowie Central which is, it started about two years ago on a a little local community radio station. It's all volunteer. And I had this idea of of doing the show on this subject because it's just been a passion of mine forever. And that sort of morphed into, I started uploading them online now. And I just started getting a really good following on online from around Australia and um, around the world. So it's pretty cool. I also do, uh, I interview eyewitnesses for Australian Yowie research. Now, you might not know uh, what a Yowie is or what Australian Yowie research is, but I'll tell you. (laughs) Um, Yowie is one of the names for Australia's version of Bigfoot. So we have them over here just as you've got them over there. Uh, they're, They're, from the sounds of it, very, very similar descriptions, behaviours, um, smell, uh, so many of the encounters that, that I've heard from over in the States are very, very similar to all the people that I've spoken to here in Australia, uh, lots of similarities. So when people report one of their sightings to Australian Yowie Research, it's the number one organisation in Australia. It was the first one that started and, and is the most renowned um, We've compiled a database of reports and sightings going back to white European settlement in Australia, which is a couple of hundred years ago. And uh, we also have um, old newspapers and old reports from those times. And we've compiled a database of over a thousand cases of people reporting Yowies. Uh, of generally, genu- generally terrifying encounters with beings that are mostly, you know, on average seven to nine foot tall, um, long, sh- covered in hair, kind of man-like, half-man-like, half-ape-like, um, often with a, with a terrible stench, not always though, but often. Um, animals or beings... I started off calling them creatures, but I think I want to call them beings now, that are so fast, that can move so fast that it's mind-boggling, uh, that can move through the forest with no sound or that they can choose to make a sound. It's They seem to be able to go into stealth mode um, quite easily. Uh, they're often seen crossing roads, which I believe happens in the US a lot as well. Um, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, it does. It does. It seems very. That's that's one of the most frequent and um, the one sighting that people seem to 
enjoy the most <laughs> is is when they just see one crossing the road yes. and they don't yeah. and they don't have to come face to face with it out out in the uh, out in the woods or wherever that seems to be the most uh, popular you know as far as the end result <laughs> the end result well, yeah true although i've had i've spoken to three different women uh in the last few months who had terrifying encounters driving their cars at night alone country road no other traffic around at no light no street lighting or anything and uh have been chased by these beings for quite some time now the one woman i spoke to it's it, you think you'd be safe in your car and a roadside sighting would be relatively benign but this woman was chased by at first she looked in the rearview mirror in the side mirror and thought oh, there's something chasing me maybe it's a cow but then she realized that the the back was slanted like the front legs were longer than the back legs it seemed to be bounding after her and, and was paralleling her along the side of the road and all of a sudden it stands up onto two legs is still running as fast as she's going 90 kilometers an hour and looks in the window at her um she had a little dog in the car who was going absolutely berserk uh she was terrified and then it jumps it bounds and leaps over the car and runs off into the bush on the other side of the road so, I can only imagine how that, terrifying that would be. Oh, that, God, that would be terrifying. That's one of the craziest. Yeah. That's one of the craziest sightings I've ever I've, heard. I've got like, three that are almost identical. I mean, obviously different people, different parts of the country, but similar situation. And well, well I was going to I was going to ask if they were in the same part or different, but they're okay. So they're in different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so one of those was in near Coffs Harbour in, at a place called Bongle Bongle in uh, New South Wales and um, the other one was um, a little bit further up the coast, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, but very similar, very similar situations where it's a, wo- a woman on her own, a little dog in the car and uh, a creature that that runs as fast as the car but but and looks in the window and I'm, I can only just imagine the need for clean underwear after that would be very strong. <laughs> I imagine. Oh uh, yeah, S- Sarah, I will have you know you just stole my line. <laughs> uh, that's Sorry, <laughs> great great minds think alike. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so I want to I want to ask you because this is this is something I've heard you know like uh, like Wes and and some of those guys on the on the really big Bigfoot shows kind of say is so Australia, when is your first documented sightings? You said they were hundreds of years ago, right? Yeah. So we, we have, I'd have to check up the exact date, but we've got, um, we have news, uh, newspaper or, or, you know, early newspaper versions. Uh, Australia was, um, Started becoming invaded, settled by European by Europeans in uh, the late 1700s. So, in those early days, there were news newspapers, spreadsheets that that had some you know local news information on them. And we have there's quite a lot of reports from those early days of people seeing some strange creature that was kind of like an ape, kind of like a baboon. Um, some of them talk about it even having a little bit of a muzzle like a baboon. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's – so back from the early – the late 1700s, early 1800s, we have reports of strange, hairy, wild men. And, and so we have the same similar stuff here in, in America mm-hmm. in the 1700s, 1800s, and – so, of course, for those people who remember past five minutes ago, um, the world <laughs> the world's much different. There's zero chance that somebody in Kentucky who reports a wild man in Kentucky in the 1750s is being influenced by the the uh, Melbourne Daily News article that you know appeared the night the day before about a sighting outside of Melbourne. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
so there's here's two really other side of the world experiencing the same thing in the same time frames describing the same creatures i mean yep. so at what so at what point do the people really start saying you know maybe the, you know maybe there's something to this where i mean so how is it looked at in australia is it like a is this a fantastical creature like i mean so it's, it's it's not quite as taboo here in the united states as it was 30 40 years ago like when i was a kid growing up you you know people really laughed at you if you said you believed in bigfoot okay how is it um received in australia it's very much the same um there's still significant ridicule that people who bring up this subject to their family and friends if they've had a, a, a terrifying encounter uh, or even just want to talk about the subject. There's absolute ridicule from most people. We don't have, it, it's not as well known a subject as it is in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's part of the reason why, that's part of the reason why I do my show, just to, to demystify it, destigmatize it. Let's talk about it. There's all these people having seeing very similar creatures all over the country and all over the world. Yep. We don't know what they are. What but we're, but we're there are so many more people sitting on encounters and sightings that haven't told anybody uh, mm-hmm. and and that they haven't even reported to us. Yeah, I'm exactly. sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I frequently talk to people who had a sighting 20, 30, 40 years ago. They remember it as clearly uh, now, as when it happened, because it was so life changing, mm-hmm. but they've never told anybody. You know, it's um, so that's that's what it's like here. It's it's not as popular a subject yet. So so imagine, okay, so imagine the first people you know that um, first people that went to Australia and came back and described a kangaroo, a duck billed platypus, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Whatever. What, what else? Do you, what else is over there that is uh, only indigenous to Australia that would seem crazy to other parts of the world? I mean, those are a couple things that, um, if you went back and, and described them to people, that you know, from in Africa, in Europe, in North America, I'd be like, you're nuts. That stuff doesn't exist. You know, I've never seen yeah. that. But, but it's. But it's stuff that only exists there. And so why wouldn't we think that there was other things that that uh, only exist? I mean, that's the crazy thing is the is the Yowie sounds more similar to anything else in other parts of the world than some of the other animals that exist in Australia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's so how then so the Aborigines they are, you know, that's that's our Native Americans here. You know, the people that originally inhabited the land. Um, do they hold Yowie in the same, um, I guess, awe or respect as what Native Americans seem to with Sasquatch and Bigfoot here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they have stories, cultural stories, um, all over the country. They've got names and stories for this being. Um, in fact, there are two. We, ha- we have two different kinds here in Australia that are that look similar but are, are different entities. And there's the big fellas and the little fellas. Um, so there's the, the Bigfoot equivalent here, but we've also got a, a small equivalent that looks similar but just but anywhere between two and four, four, five foot rather than the giant ones. Uh, but the Aboriginals talk about them being... And I have to be careful not to generalise as Aboriginals because they're, they're, they have different Aboriginal nations all over the country and all of them have slightly different stories and different languages and different cultures. So, uh, but, but in general, I've spoken to quite a few Aboriginal people from various parts of the country and they seem to be saying that these, cre- these creatures are half alive, half flesh and blood and half something else that they're an mm-hmm. ancient entity that were here before human beings, before Aboriginal people were, were, were uh, in, in Australia, that they've been here forever. 
but they they very much believe in uh, that they some of it's related to an ability to shape shift, to move between dimensions, uh, to to have special abilities like that. And this is these are this is what the Aboriginals. This is what yeah. they believe. Okay. Yes. That's not what, because, you know, I think Native Americans hear like a lot of their legends, you know, that these are creatures of nature, of the, the, you know, the, the, they're one with nature, so to speak. And they have sort of a mystical, uh, mystical type of application to them to where they kind of, you know, blend in. And now they don't, I don't believe, say, shapeshift or, because they have other entities the Native Americans do that shapeshift, uh, yeah, like right. uh, the, the the Wendigo Skinwalker. and Skinwalker. Yeah, and uh, but it's it's funny how how much reverence these Native people have for um, these creatures in, in in whatever part of the world you know. And I think we're so. I mean, here. Yeah, we quickly just, you know, a lot of people quickly dismiss what Native Americans have to say on the subjects about nature and stuff. I mean, um, is it the same way over there or or do people listen? I think it's changing now. People listen more now. Um, certainly when we've done a few uh, with Australian Yowie Research, we publish some of the interviews we do we make them into YouTube videos and with, with art, CGI artwork. And, uh, and we, when we do have an Aboriginal person telling their stories on, on the show, they, people are genuinely really, really interested in hearing more about what the Aboriginal people have to say. Um, what I do, what we do come across, though, is a lot of Aboriginal people don't trust us whiteies to with all the knowledge, like we're not allowed to, we're not allowed to know everything about them. Uh, apparently, there's a lot more, there's a, a more uh, like mystical side of them, more magical side of them that 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 we're not entrusted, we're not trusted to know. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question though, yeah, that there's people are listening to them more and more that now than they did in the past. That's, that's, I mean, that's interesting. And I think, I mean, unless, unless you're just so obtuse, why wouldn't you listen to the people that were here long before the rest of us were? Yeah. And that's what I was just you know, thinking. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, come on now. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a no brainer, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of, you know, we, we think, well, I'm just not, I'm just going to blame it. The kid, it's kids these days. They just think they know everything, you know. <laughs> but everything, everything didn't isn't in your cell phone, isn't in your computer, you know. The, those are just byproducts of of you know the latest technology. The real technology is the people who lived and you know were one with the land and knew how nature worked, knew how the animals worked. You know, that's real technology. You know, I've got air quotes, but that's 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 really knowing what's going on. That's knowing how the world really works. Yeah. That's been passed yeah. down through generations. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So and, so oh go ahead, Sarah. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say and, and if if some of that knowledge and some of that belief is that these these are ancient entities and they're not human. Um, they're, they're partly flesh and blood and partly something else. Um, I, I, th I think we need to open our mind to those possibilities as well. I mean, how many times do you hear stories of orbs being seen in the same place as Bigfoot or all, UFOs? All the time. Um, Multiple. All the time. It happens yeah, here yeah. all the time yep. as well. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we hear that all the time, but then you have Bigfoot researchers and so-called experts that draw that line in the sand and they just say, oh, hogwash. Yeah, That's they're on nonsense. one side of the fence and the other half of these groups are on okay. the other side, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, it kind of happens it, here too. In fact, someone commented on my – I've got a Facebook group for Yowie Central and mm -hmm. someone commented uh, – people post things that, are really, that they find interesting on there and 
somebody posted something about that spiritual side and 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 another person said when you post things like that it detracts from our cause uh and i <laughs> and i felt like saying what well what your cause might be to prove that yeah we're a flesh and blood but if you go if you go into something shutting someone else down and saying your opinion you know, denigrates the research that we're doing and spoils it all, um, then you're you're closing off uh, a whole realm of possibilities of what these creatures might really be. That's um, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Yowie Central goes into paranormal things and UFOs and psychics and demons and all that sort of stuff as well. So I have an interest in, in that. Um, and I don't believe closing off that whole world is a very mm, smart, researcher research strategy no no it's too limiting you have you have to you have to be willing to accept other people's um their their what they believe in order to get the full picture of what's going on you mean you just have to do that you can't just say okay this is flesh and blood and that's all there is to it well how do you justify and then you'll overlook facts it's like you'll get that tunnel vision and it's like either you're trying to prove your point or you want to really find out what's going on. You have to yeah. make up your mind. Yeah, and I think we, as human beings we've kind of closed ourselves off uh, in general in our societies. We've closed ourselves off from a lot of things like that, and I, I think to our detriment. Yes, I, I agree 100%. Well, well it's just been, well, how long did the uh... – here in America that we spend discrediting anybody who claimed to have seen a UFO or have a alien yeah. encounter only to what a couple months ago have the government come out and say, yeah, there's something out there, but we just don't really know. And <laughs> I don't think there was a whole lot of uh, apology card. I mean, I'm a mailman. I don't think there's a whole lot of apology cards mailed out to people <laughs> saying, hey, we're sorry. No, <laughs> we I don't think so. No, no, I didn't so, get one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. So, how do you just say it's black? It's black and white because it's it's really not. Because just because there may be these creatures running around that are flesh and blood and flesh and blood alone, does not mean. I mean, when you like, we'll go back to the the native peoples when they are telling you there's something spiritual about these beings. Then why would you argue with them? And yeah. say no, there's not. No, there's not. Then that just that just makes you ignorant. Yes, and, exactly. You know, not willing to, like you said, Jason, see everybody's side, and because they're not trying to prove, they're not trying to prove to us one way or the another. They're just saying, hey, look, this is what we know. Yeah, these okay? are the facts. This is these what are we the see. facts as yep. as we know it. Yeah. Exactly. So I, mean, if I, I think if you're getting really irritated because someone else is researching in a different direction, then that that's saying something about you rather than anything <laughs> yeah. else. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it is. Someone yeah. gets yeah. really angry because someone else happens to be talking about the, the possibility of a spiritual side to this subject and saying, <laughs> saying that that ruins it for everybody else. It, it, it gives us, it makes everybody else uh, look at us in a bad light. Yep. I was like, who, who cares? <laughs> I don't care what other people think. Yeah, some of the researchers get so caught up in their their tenets on what they believe, and they're just like you said, they're just totally closed-minded to anything that goes against uh, their line of research. Yeah, yeah. and so, and you can't. There, there are certain. Sorry, don't interrupt. Oh no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I I just was going to ask the next question, but go ahead. Oh, just a final note on that. Then there are so many people who report. Very strange things happening. Not ju- not just seeing a yowie, but uh, having that yowie almost disappear in front of them. Or, or um, you might be walking along at night time. You, you're 100 percent convinced that there's something right. You can hear it footstepping behind you, and you swing your torch around, and there's nothing there. Or right. um, or you're out in the bush, and all of a sudden you feel paralyzed with fear like you've heard something and this has happened to quite a few different people they've heard a growl they've realized there's something there and then all of a sudden they can't move mm-hmm. it, it's like a spell on them or something um some people say that might be related to 
infrasound. Uh, yep. But but you've got to you've got to be able to put your take in all these people are reporting this sort of thing. You've got to be able to take in that information. I think. Yeah, we've had some eyewitness accounts around here where people have uh, said the exact same thing. They've heard these things make this here noise that it's just like resonates through them like a force, and then they they feel like they're paralyzed. Yeah. 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 Or people or people see like bushes being parted as though something's moving through the bush, mm-hmm. but there's not. But, so you can see the tree moving, but you can't <laughs> the bush moving, but you can't see. What's making it move? What's making it move? Yeah, Um, right. Yeah, and and no offense to the people that just believe in flesh and blood, but I'd kind of like to know all this other other stuff. Yeah, exactly. It seems a little paranormal to me, or or, or it's something that we don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Before I before I go out traipsing around the woods, I'd like to know everything that could that could happen. Yeah. So 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 Sarah, tell us. Um, give us a couple of, of your favorite Yowie stories that you have, other than this lady being chased by, uh, you know, the next Marvel hero, it sounds like. <laughs> Every, you know, um, I'm thinking of the Hulk doing the exact same thing, you know. The Hulk or Iron <laughs> yep. Man or something or yep. something like that. Yep. Like, what are some of the best stories that you've gotten from some uh, some of your guests or stuff that maybe you haven't even got a chance to air yet? So we've actually got one coming up. Uh, the next uh, witness audio report that that the Australian Yowie research team are working on. I did the interview uh, with uh, this man, Billy. Uh, he's an Aboriginal fella from up in Queensland, and I interviewed him about a uh, no, about six months ago. Uh, and and he's and he had heard lots of stories about Yowies from his father, and he. He's out camping near the the Wappa the Wappa Dam, which is a country area inland from the coast uh, in Queensland. And he's with his family. Um, they've got a fire going. It's night time. They didn't have any other lights on at that stage. And he's there with he, himself and his brother and a family friend and his son. And he hears something crack like a like a branch breaking like something stepped on it and then so the Billy and his brother go what what's that Billy goes to to grab the the torch shines it on where they heard this noise and there's this eight foot massive hairy creature standing there staring at them and he he described it as though it was actually quite inquisitive he felt like it was a young one and it was looking in fascination at them really until Billy's brother started screaming and got re- was just panic-stricken screaming and this the, the the expressions on this creature's face changed from curiosity to anger and Billy said all of a sudden I got this feeling that if I didn't tell my brother to stop Stop screaming! That this was going, this thing was going to crush him. Walk over there and crush him. The creature's gone to hide behind a tree, squats with its squats down with its back to the tree, but was what too wide to hide behind the tree so he could see the shoulders on either side of the tree. He yells over over to his brother, "Shut up! For God's sake, shut up!" And he looks down at his his son and his little his son who was maybe. Um, 12 years old at the time was had his mouth open like tears pouring down out of his eyes but not a sound like he was so frightened um and it ends up standing up and moving off moving away but the idea that like his brother was so panic stricken it was it was absolutely terrifying uh, he said he described it as it looked half human, half ape, like a real mix between the two. It didn't look completely one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, he described it as hair covering all of the body except for the face. So it had sort of black skin and then dark brown hair covering everything else. It had a round head, not a cone-shaped head, which we do hear sometimes as well. In fact, he said 
his father had told him the cone-shaped ones, the, the, the ones with the cone-shaped heads are the really bad ones. You've got to be watch out for them. Ooh. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, we that's, do yeah, get that's an interesting of, point right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let me see. What else, did, what else did he say? So that's about so Bill, Billy grew up because he's an Aboriginal guy and he's, he, he grew up um, and his grandfather grew up out in the living out in the bush. And they were always told you don't you don't the children don't go out and play at night uh, because because these creatures will get you. It's and it's not just an old wives' tale by the sounds of it. Well, no kidding. No. Mm-hmm. no. <laughs> what what yeah. about about that story? But really, okay. So the so the brother starts screaming and the and the creature tries to hide behind a tree with his back. Yeah. Because yeah. that's like a huge, that's like a human kid, uh, like a reaction, like, okay, if I close my eyes, they can't see me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I'm going to, like, that's yeah. a huge, that's like a human kind yeah. of reaction. Like if I stand sideways, even though I'm three feet wide and suck in, you know, they'll, they're not going to be able to see me. I'm going to be able to hide behind this tree. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. yeah. I I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I was just going to say it even peaked after that. It peaked out from behind the tree, which is <laughs> as well. So it was such human behaviour. It was fascinating. Yeah. Yes, that, that that absolutely is, and it probably was bigger than the, it was so much bigger than the tree that you know. It, I, I just I'm picturing this in my head, and Me it's really too. funny. It is. It's really, it's really, <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Very exactly. cool. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so maybe one of the other ones I, I've, I, I have, um, I've spoken about this one before, but it's one of my favourites. Uh, this guy, this is up in Queensland. He, he, he's going for a walk. It, this was only a year ago uh, during some of the, the COVID lockdowns that we've had here. And he went for a walk. Uh, in this park area, it's only about 17 kilometres west of Brisbane, which is the capital of Queensland, major city. It's not that far out of town, but it's quite heavily wooded um, and it connects to several other national parks. So it's, it's, it's yeah, but strange because it was so close to a city. Anyway, he's gone for a walk. He's a runner. He's an athlete. He's a scientist. Never heard of Yowies before. And decides to go off the track a little bit. Um, he could hear some rocks clacking together up ahead and he thought, oh, that's, that's a bit, that's a strange sound. I might see what's making that noise and steps off the track and decides to walk up a creek bed. Now, the creek had, there was, it was middle of summer, so there wasn't a lot of water, but there was a little bit in there. But he's, so he's coming up the creek bed and couple of hundred metres in front of him, he spots, uh, in fact, not even a couple of hundred, maybe maybe 50 to, 50 to 100 metres in front of him spots um, a small yowie, so maybe five foot tall, clacking rocks and, and swinging its arms around like it was playing in the creek bed. There was a little bit of water in there, so it was kind of splashing around and clacking rocks. And when this creature spots... The witness, mm-hmm. it turns its head to the creek bank and it, it raised its eyebrows so it looks surprised, purses its lips like it was making some kind of whistle or sound. He couldn't hear the sound but it pursed its lips like it was doing something and then this massive six, seven-foot-tall big mama, big papa <laughs> steps down as though it had been, it was sort of hiding on the on the bank of the creek. And when when what we think is Junior, Junior calls to Mum or Dad, and Mum or Dad comes down and then roared, bellowed, at this at the witness. Mm. So oh. can you? <laughs> so oh, my, he, oh my goodness! Yeah. So this stomp, 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 roar, bellow, and he spun around and ran for his life. He he's. He was, and he was so disturbed by this and so frightened, completely understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he couldn't exactly. tell. He, he hadn't told his family. I think he might. 
you know, a year later he finally think I think he has, but he spent the first six months he didn't tell his children or his wife. Uh, he had to go on anti-anxiety medication because he was so shaken. Um, but really, really rare to see two creatures at once uh, and, a ju- and what we, we suspect is a juvenile and a, and a parent um, and to see them vocalising as well. Pretty cool. Yeah, because you're not the guy. You're not the guy that. They're, <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, that would. Uh, but that's that again is tip. You know, now that's typical. Um, it's like a bear. You know, that's it's like what I was just thinking. That's what a bear yeah. would have did. Yeah, except, but so it's. It, it really seems like there's a lot of human characteristics and, and animal characteristics in these creatures, which really. You know, I mean, that's kind of what I think is that they're. Yeah, they're, I don't know if you can you know, say that's an animal characteristic. I really think that that just shows that they they run in families. You know what I mean? I mean, they they're they're an intelligent enough to know that, you know, you say something could be messing with my kid. I got to get this thing away from my kid or whatever is going on. Yeah. And that's well, and that's something that an animal would do. Right. But but I, I think there's enough. It just seems like there's just so uh, just enough human in whatever these animals are that there's a got to be an interesting origin story <laughs> somewhere along the way, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, and maybe that's what's so secretive is that we're not maybe we we aren't prepared to know that. Well, I Somebody's... think they're beings. They're, they're <laughs> some type of a, a race amongst themselves that's living here and and been here probably throughout history yeah i i can't i cannot argue they have to be they have to be way more ancient than our than our species for yeah. sure yeah that's what i'm thinking and well, almost so many countries have stories of these creatures yes exactly exactly yeah now yeah. now sarah so you get so you also talk some ufo stuff and some you know, some other paranormal what 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 are some of your other favorite subjects and why? So I love talking about um, since I started doing the show, I've I've had some really interesting people reach out to me, uh, and they've kind of they've become pretty good friends as well. So I've got two friends who are psychic mediums and who see ghosts all the time. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, and so one of my friends uh, sent me, sent me a message the other day saying, "Oh, I'm just I'm just in the art gallery, and uh, and a ghost whispered in my ear, um, and uh, I went, wow, just but a really like a sound, but and and she couldn't quite work out whether there was a a, a word in there, but it was such a loud whisper, it was somebody whispering, uh, but there was no one there." Um, she also had a the other day uh, walking around a town that has quite a lot of history that was was settled a couple of hundred years ago, and all of a sudden everything went black and white, and she and it, it looked like it like it was a couple of hundred years ago with horses and carriages and uh, and a man walked past her and dipped his hat at her, um, but with really old fashioned clothing on. <laughs> <laughs> and then she snapped back into 2001, 2021. So, so, so you, you know what that tells me is that she was a, appeared to that guy in old fashioned clothing herself. Yes, because, so that's what, that's what I was I was wondering too. <laughs> well, right? Because wouldn't the guy be like, "Whoa, what?" Like instead yeah. of just like, unless he's a player, unless he's just a player, and he's just like, "Hey, you know." It's like, hey, baby. <laughs> hey, baby. Dig, dig your hey, outfit. <laughs> but that, <laughs> dig your outfit, yeah. But uh, isn't that amazing, though, like from doing these shows, the, the people that you really meet that then become friends and some of the stuff they tell you, it just, especially the spirit stuff is mind-boggling because yeah. I've seen, you know, I've, I've seen a couple what I would call ghosts. And so there's no question that 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 sort of stuff, in my mind, exists the same way that if oh, somebody, no doubt, you know, no doubt. yeah, the same way that somebody, you know, sees it. 
And when you just when you can talk to people who are actively out researching it and experiencing it and are you know are credible, there's nothing I'm sorry, there's not very many people making making it rich. You know, uh, researching Yowie's Bigfoot ghosts. <laughs> and I mean, the, the 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 difference between people that are famous and, and making a lot of money and the people that just do it because they are passionate about it is very disproportionate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, there's no I don't think there's reasons for a lot of these people to make up stories or embellish them. And I just you get to know people and you trust uh, their character and. And you have no choice but to just be, be okay. That that happens, and um, there's nothing I can do about it. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, you see, another- yeah, I was Go gonna on. say that's the reason why I'm so happy we have shows like yours and like ours, and uh, with these uh, forums that we have in these groups where we can, um, you know, we got a platform where people can say things that are on their mind and not have to worry about being ridiculed because they've experienced something and they can't really truly articulate it because it's never happened before. And if nobody else has experienced that, you don't have anything to relate to. And that's more frustrating, you know? I interviewed uh, a guy who had a Yowie uh, sighting as a child. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he also, we also got on to um, talking about other ghost spirit things that have been happening for him. And he he asked me uh, at the end of the interview if he could speak to my friend Joel, who's one of the one of the, the guys I've become really friendly with and who has lots of spirit activity going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's heard Joel on my show and, and asked me if he could get in touch with Joel because he was afraid that he had a negative attachment um, and c- couldn't seem to clear it. So so I started a little messenger group with with Joel and this guy and Joel's and he, Joel's so generous with his knowledge, he, he, he's spent quite a long time writing messages and uh, communicating with with this witness to help him work out how to get rid of this negative attachment that he reckons he had. So in a way it's also really cool to be able to, uh, if there are people who need support, to be able to go, oh, well, I know I know just the person who can help you with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that yeah, is very cool to be able to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. so the, agree. the guy who has the attachment doesn't feel so alone yes. and has support <clears throat> and some ideas as to how to get rid of it. Yep. Yeah, because who do you, who do you, who do you really turn to? Exactly. You, know? you can't go to a psychologist <laughs> or anything like that because they think you're mad. <laughs> that was the driving force of uh, when we started our forum uh, was for that reason. Not just to to compliment the the show or to have something to do. Believe me, we got plenty to do. (laughs) But I will say that um, it's a a way where hopefully we can help people. And also, the more people that that do speak out, um, the more maybe we'll be able to understand some of these things. Yeah. So that's why you started your show. That is the reason why, yes. Now, now Sarah, do you yourself – experience any of these things or are you kind of like um just an enthusiast and you just love to like you said connect people and and talk to people or are you actively out trying to um get an eyewitness story of your own like for a ghost or a ufo or a yaoi oh a bit of both so i haven't I've always been an empath and I've always felt energies and I've always felt if there's something wrong, I've got a really strong intuition mm-hmm. uh, and, and I can feel in, in buildings where there's the, the energy in here is, is sad or angry, like I can feel that. I don't, see, I don't see ghosts as such but I can feel them. I can sometimes feel them if they're around. It's hard to explain. I haven't seen a yowie yet, but I've I've heard a few sounds in the bush that sort of sounded like possibly. Uh, I've I've once smelt that really bad stench, um, and and felt that uneasiness that people describe. I've had that a few times, uh, but I guess for me, what I what I love doing, and I guess my area of expertise is interviewing witnesses rather than 
field research. Um, I don't know. I don't really know enough about field researching to <laughs> to pretend to know what I'm doing out there at <laughs> all. <laughs> I do have one of those thermal cameras, though, which is really fun. I've been looking at lots of rabbits and kangaroos at night. <laughs> <laughs> that would <laughs> be fun right there. It, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is. It is. It's as silly as that sounds. It is really fun. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm always open to something happening to me, but uh, mainly just focus on... on on interviewing people and documenting what they've experienced, what they've seen. Hey, look, that that's just as important as, you know, going out and doing the research, you know, because you are doing research. It's just not uh, all the time out in the field, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, because at least not every time that people go out and do research in the field or they come back with evidence. At least when you go talk to somebody, you're coming back with something. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is very true. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's the way I'd look at it. Yeah. yeah. That's very true, Shane. Very true. Can't argue Dean that point. Harrison, Dean Harrison, who's the, the founder of Australian Yowie Research, uh, he and he's had lot, quite a few Yowie sightings, mm-hmm. scary ones, uh, and he's out researching with the team all the time. Now, but they're they're up in Queensland, and I'm down in Victoria, so uh, I'm I'm a very long way from being able to go out on the weekends with them. But they're out there all the time, and and it's hard it's hard work. Like they, they do incredibly long, arduous hikes through almost impenetrable scrub. There are snakes, there are scorpions, there are leeches, there are spiders, there are it's 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 full on and intense. So I mean, aren't there uh, butterflies? Aren't there butterflies in Australia that can kill you? Yeah. I mean, literally. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I'm I'm much more of a. I love going camping. I love bushwalking. I've got dogs, so I go out in the bush all the time, and I love camping. But I like sitting by the fire, <laughs> drinking a glass of wine, rather, <laughs> rather than tromping through the <laughs> through the bush with leeches and ticks and snakes and mm, no, no. I'll, I'll leave that to the boys. That's not my area of expertise. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, we won't tell them, but I think that makes you the smart one. Yes, that's what indeed. I. That's, that's, what, that's what I think. I think that makes you the smart one. Uh, so, so what do um, like how close? And then I mean, this is a you know, this is kind of a uh, fanciful question, but I mean, how close do you think those guys are into to really getting some evidence that's irrefutable? It's really hard to say what's irrefutable other than shooting one and dragging it into a lab, though, isn't it? Um, yeah, well, that is true. And that's not what, and that's not what yeah. we're about uh, at all. Um, they've, it's really hard to say. But, you know, recently, a couple of months ago, they, they go out all the time regularly and they often go to similar places so that if there are Yowies in that area, they get to know the boys uh, and they get to also know that the boys aren't there with weapons. They're not shooting. They're not. They're just camping and, and cooking things that smell nice and and playing music. Where uh, Dean's in the last couple of months, he decided he was going to play classical music, um, loud. And um, to, to, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna stop you right now. If <laughs> Dean's if Dean's out there playing music, I'm gonna put a plug in. My frequent co-writer and one of Australia's best singer-songwriters, Greta Ziller. He needs to be playing Greta's new EP out in the bush. That's what he needs to be playing. Okay. The the and I, and I suggest anybody from Australia go check out Greta because okay. she is fantastic, and I think her music would be the one that would tame the uh, Savage Beast. I gotta well, just say it. I would. I'll check it. I'll check her out. I she did is, suggest that she we is, initially do. Sorry, she is. Fa- she is fantastic. I mean, she she's gonna hate me for saying this because she's <laughs> so humble. But I mean, th- there will be a time in the near future the whole world will know how very special she is, and she's gonna blow up and you know probably not return my calls then. But anyway. <laughs> and now it's on record that you said it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the whole idea was to 
habitua- habituate the local Yowies to their presence. Um, so when they got that footage, they, we've just got these brand-new thermal cameras and Buck, who, who was the one, the cameraman on that night, generally the strategy is a couple of them will stay at camp and then a couple of them will will walk out, you know, um, anywhere, you know, 50 to 100 metres away from camp um, and sit in the dark with the thermal camera. So it's not infrared, so it, it's it's only getting heat signatures. So we think that these creatures can't see or sense the cameras like they can with infrared trail cams and things like that. Um, so Buck was just playing around with his camera. It's the first night he'd used it and he couldn't, he thought he was zooming initially, but he was actually just going through the different filters, like there are different colours. You can have it grey and white. You can have it uh, blue and red. You can have different colour effects. And basically he's captured on film uh, what we think is two two beings coming up from behind a tree, peeking out from behind that tree, uh, standing up and leaning down to pick something up, and it was when it leaned down, and I just couldn't believe it when I saw this footage. You could see the whole shape of the head, the profile of the face, the eye ridge, the jaw, the nose, like it, it was, and and its arms. It was clearly a bipedal creature. And it looked like there were two of them, one watching from behind, watching with their backs to each other, so watching approach from both sides. Um, it was so exciting. Like that, it, even getting that footage, we don't care if it's, you know, if it doesn't convince everybody else, but just getting that footage was mind-blowing. So hopefully we get some more. Uh, they're, they're out there all the time. So Yeah, I would be excited to see that footage. I mean, that right there, to me, that's progress. I, well, I did. I actually saw that before we got on the line with Sarah, and it is pretty impressive. Nice. I mean, it's it's. Um, I yeah, look you, if it's not uh, an eight foot, you know, at least one of them's huge. I mean, the one is huge mm-hmm. looking. Yeah. If it's you, tell me what it is then. You know, I don't. Yeah. I mean, if it's if that's not what it is, what else do they got running around in Australia? That is uh, that size, you know. It was about I mean, nine, ten foot tall. Yeah, unless 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 Luke Longley was back home hanging out. Does anybody even know who Luke Longley is? Does no. anybody? No, I don't. <laughs> what? Hey, he's Luke a, Longley. Luke Longley. I'm sure he's from Australia. Come on, Jason. He played with the Bulls with Michael Jordan and Scottie oh, Pippen yeah, and yeah, what? Yeah, the basketball player. Yeah, the basketball yeah. Okay, all right, okay. That's been oh, a while ago. I, whatever. Uh, yeah. Jason, edit that part out. I guess. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, people are just going to know just how, how how ignorant I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and how ignorant I am. <laughs> yep. I mean, he was all, he was probably only a national hero in Australia. I mean, come on. Anyway. <laughs> My care factor is zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hope Luke Longley's not listening. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh I hope he's not. <laughs> yeah, he, he might Luke, show up on you your forum and say Yowie? something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be uh, funny if he did? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I, well, well, Sarah, I am so glad that, um, Brent got us in touch because I, I mean, I love, I mean, it's great to hear what's yeah. going on on the other side of the world. And it's basically the same stuff that's going on here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fantastic. That adds, it's that adds validity to it. I mean, you know, that mm-hmm. just goes to show these creatures, this is not in somebody's imagination. These creatures are real. I don't yeah. even think of a creature like a like a dumb animal. I'm talking about their beings. There they there is an intelligence factor here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I uh, I agree 100. percent And I and I think um, I think all of our all of our listeners they got to go check out your podcast Yahweh Central. I mean, if they've listened to you for the last hour and not had a great time, then I don't know what to tell them. 
I can't. Losers, well, yeah. I'm going to check yeah. it out. I can't. Since you leave me in the dark before each show about our guest, uh, I'm going to have to do my research afterwards. See, now I'm not going to be able to ask her any any questions if I have. I'll have well, to maybe. You, you, you haven't prepared? Oh my no, God. he doesn't. No, no, he doesn't prepare me. He wants to, to hear my uh, unfiltered reaction to everything. So that, li- that leaves me at a deficit sometimes. <laughs> oh, I think you're getting your own, your fair share. Trust me. I no, know. No. I know. I, I don't want to make you seem to be that much of a bad guy. <laughs> well, well, sir. And they definitely, for... oh, sorry, just before you, uh-huh. um, the, the, they, you can check out Yowie Central, but um, please check out Australian Yowie Research's YouTube channel as well, because that's where we, that's where we publish all the witness interviews on Australian Yowie Research YouTube. But we've also got a website that's got uh, listings by state um, and alphabetical order of all the thousand plus reports that we've got in our database. So they're interested in the Yowie. Yes. uh, Check Australian Yowie Research out too. Yeah. And I I think I I just Googled Dean Harrison's group. I think I just, that was what I, I just, you know, and that brought up the thermal uh camera footage that uh you were just describing so yeah. i mean it was per- it was very easy for me to find and i don't i'm sure that's on that youtube channel too probably right or not yeah 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 it's on it's on the youtube channel absolutely okay yeah and i just str- put out a new witness interview last week um from the Benarkin state forest uh and so that one's a brand new one that's out that, an, an interview that i did Week, uh, about six months ago, but we've finally put it into video form. Um, so, yeah, there's heaps of stuff on there if you want to check out the Yowies in Australia. Sweet. And then and then your podcast, people can find that on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, everywhere that you can find podcasts, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I've got a, I've got a Facebook group if, they, if anyone wants to join uh, and I put links, I post links there. I'm working on a website and – uh, more content and video content and all that sort of stuff, but it hasn't happened yet because it just hasn't. I'm working towards it. Mm-hmm. Well, just stay <laughs> on it. Make, so, make sure it happens. That's great. Uh, yeah, I will. Yes. So if they want to find me, it's yeah, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. iTunes, blah, blah. Yep. Good, good. Yep. All right. Well, well Sarah, thank you so much for for getting up so early. Let me tell you, it was early for me. And spending spending some time with us, I I greatly appreciate it, Jason. Yeah, we really, really Um, appreciate it. Yes, it's been a pleasure. I hope everybody goes. Hope everybody goes and checks out your uh, your podcast and and gives you some support and some love. And if nothing else, is do it for the song. Because the song is fantastic. That's right. <laughs> the song is awesome. <laughs> uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you both. I'm so glad Brent uh, Brent suggested us talking together because that was fantastic. Yes. 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 I got to thank you. We must that. do it again. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Your, your turn to come on my show next. Yep. All right. All right. We'll I like it. All right. Yep. Like we said, if we if you want to sync your show, we'll be. We'll and we'll we'll, we'll even bring the we'll bring the we'll barrister be the with us too, who is our oh, other gosh. protege. Oh gosh, she doesn't. Let's just say the judge. We'll bring the judge with us. That, that'll be a whole. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, that sounds uh, like fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, if we can keep him in check, that's. The... <laughs> no, he's great. He he would love it. He would love it. Yes, he would love. It. All right. Well, hey, Sarah. Thank you so much, and you have a. Have a great day over there in Australia, and uh, I'll be looking to forward to catching up with you again soon. Yes. Yeah, right yep. back at you. All right, thank you. You take care. All right. All right. You Bye-bye. too. Bye. 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 Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.